Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. Good morning, Pastor Larry here. I hope uh, us meeting here virtually that uh, you are doing well in the Lord. So let's continue with our lessons about Joshua and the battles he's about to enter. So we're going to review a little bit of what we talked about last week, and then we'll finish up um, Joshua's struggles and his battles and what God had told him when Moses had died. You know, before we move on, I don't know what brought this to memory, but I kind of equate this with maybe some of our thinking today and our troubles. Remember when I was at war in Vietnam, I remember there's a few, two or three times that I can remember that we had to go into the river. <laughs> and many of those rivers were deep and I am carrying probably the radio, I'm probably at least 70 pounds on my back with my ammunition, with my weapon, canteens of water and what have you. And I remember walking through that river, trying to outflank the enemy. And I was up to water in my neck, almost up to the chin strap of my helmet. And I'm thinking, boy, if I step in a hole, I'm going to drown because there's no way I can get all this weight off of me to, uh, to get out. Now, there's probably a lot of us, or maybe not a lot, but there's a few of us out there that feel the same way in our lives. That we're in the deep water, and it's just about to go over our heads. But I would like you to know today that God has given us resources. And we're to equip ourselves in order to battle through these troubles we have. In these times that we feel like we're being overwhelmed by the deep waters in our life. I've been listening to and reading the Psalms about David and how he struggled with the same thing that I struggle with and that you struggle with. How he had bouts of depression and at times he felt like the waters were going to go over his head. But as I read about how God rescued him and how he prayed and cried out to God, and recognize some of the things in his past, how God had rescued him, especially from the hand of Goliath, and how God sustained him in the cave when he ran away from King Saul, fearing for his life. Even it was out of the will of God at that time, but God yet sustained him, and he pulled him out of that, that frame of mind. And God will do the same for us. Like I said, we have a powerful enemy. We have a very powerful enemy that is bent on discouraging us and destroying us, if he could. And like I said before, that enemy is not the government. The enemy is not what I like to talk a little bit about, this critical race theory, even though it's instigated by Satan himself. It's an evil, evil doctrine that's being permeated. It's even going through the churches today. So we're going to maybe speak a little bit to that issue. 
If not, we will speak to it in later sermons. It's philosophy. And it's an attempt to deconstruct. It's an attempt to deceive. It's an attempt to rid the world of the Christian influence. And therefore, it is instigated when it's spiritual is instigated by satan himself so we're going to talk a little bit about that but let's let's review a little bit let's review a little bit of what i talked about last week so let's equip ourselves god has made available resources for us to do this he did not leave us alone to fight these battles by ourselves god loves you my friend and God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now we know if we believe in Christ and we receive Christ as our Savior, we know that, and I hope we know, that God loves us. But we look at and we get this focus in our home in heaven, yet our feet are on the earth. <laughs> And we must walk as children of light, walk wisely, what the Bible calls it, circumspectly, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. If they were very evil in David's time, and they were with all the paganism, just think what they are today. The paganism just takes different dress today. It's the same old philosophies that came down during Paul's time and even Old Testament times, during Joshua's times, as they went into the to the promised land. So, God's given us resources, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a little bit of those resources. And there's more available when we get into the book of Ephesians. And we're loaded with this possibility that we can live above our problems, even though we're in our problems. God has not promised to rid us of our problems. Sometimes it's made for our own good. It's made to bring us closer to Him. Now, I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through. If you're going through a health problem, say, such as cancer, I have no idea what that's like. Because I've never gone through it. But I, knew, I do know that God is faithful. And that'll be the second part of my message, which will be none, uh, next Sunday. But God is faithful to His Word. So let's equip ourselves. Uh, last week... We talked about knowing your enemy, and that was found in Numbers 13 and 14. You remember where God sent uh, uh, one man from each tribe of Israel, which totaled a number 12, to go in and search out the land and see whether it was prosperous, uh, what the strength of the cities were, etc., etc. So, and the New Testament tells us, to know the terrain that we're in right now. And I believe taking this to a war example, I know some of you are not war, and neither am I. But the Bible pictures our struggle here on this earth as warfare, and therefore we have to deal with it. And the Bible teaches that we cannot defeat an enemy that we don't know. And I emphasize this. You have to know some of the tactics of the enemy. We're taught that in training. Of course, we couldn't totally understand it and totally know it because when you get into battle, it's a little bit different than what you've been trained to do. 
we should know what the battle looks like. We should know the terrain that the enemy chooses. And by the way, the terrain uh, that the enemy chooses right now is mostly in church. Whoa, Pastor Larry, what are you saying? Well, if he's a God of this world, you just let me explain here. If he's a God of this world and people, whether they realize or not, if they don't know Christ or in his clutches, they can't help to do his bidding. Like I said, whether they realize it or not. So, where does Satan try to keep and attack God? It's through his people. It's, he goes to church every Sunday. Like when a message is preached about salvation, Satan comes along, as Jesus says, and seals away the word in their heart. What will your friends say? What will your family say? And so they keep us from receiving, or this enemy keeps us from receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior. So he's in church. He's in all these vain philosophies and vain deceits that goes throughout the world. He enters in our, into our public education system with his critical race theory. If you want to do a good research, research the critical race theory. And research, make sure you get the truth, because the truth, Jesus says, will set you free. So, know your enemy. But first of all, you must be aware that there is a war. For, you, for those of you who haven't listened, maybe just as the first time you're tuning in, this is why I review also. 1 Timothy 1.18, you can write this down. But for sake of time, let me just quote this to you. you. You can write it down, look at it later. Because remember, the Word of God is the truth. It's the expression of God's will. So I base all of my teaching upon that Word. So your argument is with Jesus Christ and his apostles. And that was Pastor Larry. He says in 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul says, Timothy, now he's talking Timothy, he's going into the ministry. He says, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well. We must be aware that there's a battle going on. 2 Timothy 2.3, you might want to write this down. Paul says, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So, for those who you of are anti-war, just let that absorb into your, into your heart. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And we're going to talk about those weapons and some of them we're going to list today in this way of review. But, I, you know, uh, friends, at this point, I might, must say something. And that is, as you look into the Word of God, and I, and I hope you do that every day, and I did this morning, know yourself. The Bible speaks to that issue. Sometimes... We are our own worst enemy. 
sometimes we make our own problems. It's God's uh, stand, uh, law of sowing and reaping. What you sow, you'll reap. That's reiterated throughout Scripture. It's a law that God has set down. If you sow trouble and heartache, guess what you'll get? Trouble and heartache. You don't have to guess. If you sow corn, what do you get? Corn. You don't get peas. You don't. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. So you have to know yourself as you look into the mirror of God's holy word. That's what Paul says the words like. And the Bible calls this enemy the flesh, or the carnal nature, or the sinful nature. When you got saved, when you became a Christian, God did not eradicate your sin nature. One day he will when you receive your glorified body in the resurrection. But while you're walking on this earth, you, now, you still have your sin nature, but you have something else to counter that. You have God's holy nature living inside of you. God sent his Holy Spirit to counter that sin nature, to take that desire away, to take that desire to live in the flesh. So don't give Satan an opening in your armor. So many Christians, so many Christian leaders have fallen by the wayside. They've given in, given in to immorality, to adultery, to having, a, having a, an affair, into worldliness. You put all kinds of sin in there. And open themselves up for those flaming arrows, as the book of Ephesians chapter 6 says. The flaming darts of Satan himself, God's arch enemy. You know, as I said before, you know that the armor is supposed to be worn all the time. So when Joshua was going into battle, he was, he was to wear his armor, but his armor was really a spiritual armor, but also was a physical armor. Remember I mentioned the fact that Israel's promises were a physical promises, a land, the blessing in the land, enjoyment of the land, fruit, harvest, rain. And the joy of that land was contingent upon obedience, just like our obedience. Our, our joy of our salvation is, and we're going to talk about that. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. So the armor is to be worn all the time while we're in the battle. Is it on? Is it on you? Right now, did you wake up in the morning? Even before you went to bed at night, I had to sleep in my armor at night. I mean, there was at times I could not take my flak jacket off. I could not take my helmet off, my boots. And that was a big thing for me, wearing my boots. <laughs> in case I had to make a run for it, you never could tell. So, is your armor, are you always prepared? And I mentioned him, a friend of mine who left his helmet off and... Got a little piece of shrapnel in his head. If he had that helmet on, it would have stopped that shrapnel. And as a result, he died. And we don't want to die in our spiritual life. And that's exactly what the scriptures uh, teach. If you read in Romans 8, it talks about if we live according to the flesh, we will die. And that's talking about dying spiritually. So... We can become our own worst enemies. And that, by our sin, by not knowing ourselves, by not knowing what tempts us. And as we look into the mirror of God's Word, and by the way, if we're not 
why don't Christians grow? Why are, why are Christians vulnerable? Why do they fall? Because they're not looking into the mirror of God's Word and applying it to their life. And we're in this battle of Satan and our, of ourselves. That's, Satan, that's uh, Paul's emphasis in Ephesians chapter 4 on that we're also in a physical battle with ourselves. And we'll look at that later in depth. So don't give Satan an opening in your armor. And we're in a battle all the way until we leave this earth. It's a long duration. Less for some is for others. But it's going to be there. And God has taught us to be overcomers in this battle. Don't let our flesh become an ally of Satan. It can be very subtle things in our life that we have let in or let go to the point, let's say, of a habit. And habits produce character. There'd be a small opening. Well, I decided not to read the Word of God this morning, and I find myself dropping off from church. And it seems like uh, all of a sudden we find ourselves regressing backwards into our old sinful life. That's possible. I did it. That's why I, why I know, and friends, I'm speaking from the heart. I'm not speaking from an ivory tower. I am 75 years old, spent three years fighting in the Marine Corps, been a pastor. I know how churches fight. I know how mean Christians can be. I know what it's like to be from a broken home. I know what it's like to lose all of my family members. I know what it's like to go through pain and suffering. I know what it's like to go through divorce. My life is not, was not an easy life. But I always found God to be faithful. And we're going to talk about just about that issue, about him being faithful. But right now, my friends, and I plead and beg with you, do not let Satan get a hold of you by not paying attention to yourself and what you do. Don't give occasion to the flesh to sin. You know, the book of Ephesians teaches in chapter 4 to put off, to put on. So, in order to put on the armor of God, we have to put off some certain sins and habits. And Paul lists those in Ephesians chapter 4 and chapter 5, my friends. Yes, sentence Christians can still live according to the flesh. And please, don't let any Christian tell you that he's now sinlessly perfect because he's saved. Because John says in his first letter to believers in 1 John, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. God did not eradicate my will to choose. He wants us to willingly choose to love him. He does want to force us to love him. What kind of servant would that be? Being forced? No, he leaves it to us, to ourselves. And, he, you know, else he would have never commanded me to be strong in the Lord. That's the command. More on the subject when we talk about Satan's tactics when we get expressly 
into Ephesians 6 in the spiritual battle. So, know your enemy. Sorry, I'm not yelling. I just like to raise my voice because I get excited. I get excited about the Lord, my friends. Even though we have a strong enemy, Christ is stronger. God is a creator. He can handle Satan. You can't, but Satan, but God can do it. So, know your enemies, and I'm going to end with this. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, quote, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, let me read that again. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The word devices is the Greek word noma, which means that something is well thought out, a thought that has purpose, and my friends, that purpose is to destroy you as a believer in Jesus Christ. To get you out of your faith. To send young people to college to a religious professor who does not believe in Christ. Who tries to destroy his faith, and I've seen that over and over. It happens. So let's not be ignorant. Let's understand the enemy as is taught in the Word of God, not by fancy inter interpretations, but it's the Word of God that's stable, that is provable. So, let's not be ignorant of his devices. I pray for you, my friends. I pray for you out there. In fact, let me pray right now. My Father, protect these precious listeners. Father, you protect, put your hedge around them. Protect them from the enemy, because once you start talking about Satan, he comes on the offensive. Protect us, I, play, I pray, my Father. Give us the mind of the Spirit of God. May we do what's commanded in the Scriptures. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next week. We're going to finish up on this review. Thank you.